Hey, kids. This is Adam Todd Brown, co-host of the podcast you're about to listen to. Just a reminder that my co-host, Connor McSpadden, is going on tour in April with the rest of the Mean Boys team, and you should totally buy tickets. Check their social medias and websites and such for more details. And speaking of tours, I'll be on the road with Chet Wild in May. Check all those same places for tickets and details about those shows, and thanks. We love you. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Conspiracy, the show, with your hosts, Adam Todd Brown and Connor McSpadden. Hey everybody, welcome to Conspiracy, the show. I'm Adam Todd Brown. I'm Connor McSpadden. We're your goddamn hosts. Elvis lives. Elvis is alive, baby. He is, man. And Connor is on the road looking for him right now. I am, yeah. That's I've repurposed my whole tour. <laughs> it's now an Elvis Truth band. I've got like I've got a whole rap done on my RV, you know, with a number you can call with sightings. Yeah. This is gonna be an interesting episode because I knew I wanted to do music month. And there aren't a ton of really interesting music conspiracies. No, and the ones that that are are kind of like like one note and clearly just like Katy Perry is John Benet Ramsey, you know. It's like, eh, not really. no, no, she's not, you know. Yeah. But the uh, the Elvis one uh, persists even into the modern era because he's one of these yeah. people are fascinated with people that could just barely still be alive, you know. Like he'd be like eighty something, right? But yeah. It's like could be, could be out there. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's not impossible that he would still provided he faked his death yeah like it's not like he would guaranteed to be have be dead from natural causes by now yeah because i feel like if you fake your death i mean you you, you get bored you start taking care of yourself you know Elvis, yeah. Elvis became a crossfit guy <laughs> <laughs> oh that would be depressing or intra i mean he was way into karate he was like a eighth degree black belt yeah or something like that which he, he paid for an eighth degree black belt <laughs> <laughs> Oh, did he? I mean, he, he's pretty fat, so I got to figure. Oh, I. <laughs> he wasn't actually like, like, like earning, yeah. the, earning the stripes. I think, I think he had like a, a sensei that was just like, yeah, good, good chop, buddy. Uh, you're a blue belt. Wow, it's only been, <laughs> it's only been six hours, but. <laughs> so yeah, I decided to to do Elvis is alive, and I just kind of Googled it, and I didn't think there would be enough about this for an entire episode because yeah. I had never looked into. The theory that Elvis was still alive, or that Elvis didn't die—I never had any interest in it. I thought it was just right. kind of like one of like a like one of those original memes, you know? Yeah, and I'm not a huge Elvis fan. Nor I. No, I it, went to Graceland, and it was like twenty bucks to get in or something. I was like, no, I'll just fucking look at the house, and I just left. Yeah, I mean, I would go to Graceland if I was there, but the his music has never really meant that much to me. My parents didn't fuck with Elvis. Like my dad listened to like CCR and Willie Nelson and shit. Mm. So I just wasn't ever exposed to Elvis in any meaningful way. Yeah. So his music and his death never meant that much to me. So I didn't ever look into it. Yeah. And now here we are hosting a conspiracy podcast. She's going on one year of, uh, of uh, being on the air. So, <laughs> Here we are. We gotta. We gotta. We gotta get to the bottom of this Elvis shit. We gotta figure out if Elvis is still alive, and we'll see. 
it's it's a far more interesting theory than I expected it to be. Yeah, there's some dumb dumb stuff where it's like, eh, and then there's some like, uh, mm, mm. yeah, there's there's dumb stuff, but it one of the the feelings I had after going through all of this is that like I was well, if he faked his death, why would he choose on the toilet like the most humiliating way to die? I mean, I feel like that's just more believable. And I'm also thinking if you're faking your death under the circumstances we're going to talk about later, it's kind of like you might not have a choice with your alibi. It might be, you know, the FBI sets you up and they're like, hey, you died shitting. All right. Right. You got to like, this is how it goes. And I have to imagine there's some psychology to that where exactly my question, they're expecting people to be like, okay, if he faked his death, would he really say it happened on a toilet? Yeah. Like no one's going to make that their official cover story. Which means that's exactly what you make your official cover story. So people hear the unbelievable truth, basically. Totally. And buy that as the official story. I mean, I, I remember watching a documentary about this when I was like seven or eight that my parents had on. And someone was saying, like, yo, people thought he was out of shape, but he always got into really good, you know, really good health before he went on tour. And I didn't know what going on tour meant. So I thought Elvis just liked to, like, sit in a tram while someone told him about, like, the back <laughs> lot at Universal Studios. Like, and I just thought he was in there. And he was like, yeah, you would probably want to do some push ups beforehand because you're probably eating, like, a lot of chips and, like, vending, vending machine food, you know? So I didn't. I, didn't I bet know. it was some of that, too. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, we're we're gonna talk about the Elvis didn't die theory or yeah. Elvis faked his own death because I, I heard someone describe Elvis as kind of like a I think it might have been Joe Rogan who said he's like a lab rat that they tested fame on, you know, and he was like one of the interesting one of the, like you know one of the first people to kind of have that level of just like ubiquity and like you know status and it's like yeah he fucking took some weird turns with it you know yeah I mean he did go to the army for a while. Yeah, he went true. went to the army at a time when we were doing weird shit with people in this country. Yeah, uh, we've just done a few episodes about that very thing. We just talked about Wormwood. We talked about the FBI following musicians. So it was a weird time in the history of our nation. Who knows? Yeah, we thought we were giving him, like, Captain America Super Serum, but he just got really into peanut butter and bananas, <laughs> you know? <laughs> this might still be MK Ultra Month, for all we know. I mean, may, I mean, they do pop up. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're like what Stan Lee has for Marvel movies, MK Ultra has for <laughs> conspiracy theories. So let's talk about some of the, the various theories around Elvis and the claims made to support the idea that he faked his death. The first is the first sighting of Elvis, which is, I love a conspiracy theory that ends with someone living in Argentina. Mm -hmm. That's that's my favorite. Yeah. I, I, at this point, want to write like a sitcom that's just based on dead celebrities living in a community in Argentina where they have to like rebuild their lives. That would be interesting. Because I feel like that's what Argentina is. It's just where we send it always, it all of the people we need to protect. And the fact that it's where it's Hitler the, went. It's like the, the fact that it's the same country makes me feel like there's something here where like this is like why always Argentina? Right, know? right. And if sometimes it was Paraguay, and sometimes it was Iceland. You'd be like, okay, all right, but it's always always, always, always Argentina. Argentina. Yeah. And we'll get to that. That gets to be a really interesting point or a really important point as we get to the last part of the Elvis faked his death conspiracy. But let's talk about the first alleged sighting of Elvis. There is a, it's about a nine minute documentary that you can watch on YouTube. 
and it's uh, the title is, I believe, in Spanish. Elvis Aparecio Vivo in Argentina. The subtitle. I watched this uh, while while my girlfriend was watching a movie, and uh, I was I had it with the subtitles on, and it's so good. Just S Elvis, S Elvis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's this documentary about uh, claiming that Elvis has been living in Argentina for years, like yeah. since his death, and it opens with an interview with a guy named Jorge Daniel Garcia. And he claims to be an Argentinian military member who was working at the airport in 1977 when Elvis died. And he claims that there was a Pan Am flight that came in that day, which was very weird because he says he says this airport didn't usually receive flights like that. So yeah. I don't know if he was at a military airport and a commercial flight landed or what the fuck was so interesting about that. But he said it was just weird that a Pan Am flight landed there at all. Mm-hmm. And he's he's a weird witness because he also says, well, I was so far away, I couldn't really make out who the guy was. I could just tell he was important because yeah, he was surrounded. Yeah, like hubbub around him. Yeah, there's know, cars and, and there's people. And so that by itself isn't any sort of indication that Elvis fled to Argentina. But... It's also alleged that the day Elvis died, someone bought a ticket on a Pan Am flight direct to Argentina mm-hmm. from uh, the, was it Memphis or Nashville? I think Memphis. I think it was Memphis. Memphis yeah. Uh, the Memphis airport to Argentina, a direct flight under the name John Burroughs. And John Burroughs is the name Elvis used to check into hotels and yeah. things according to this theory. And I don't know if that I don't know enough about Elvis's history to know if that's a really well-known part of his yeah. history. I feel like that's kind of like a super fan thing that would sort of come out afterwards. Right. That's it's, like uh, Dave Chappelle talked about checking in as Charles E. Cheese, you know. That's pretty great. Yeah, yeah. Do you have a? Do you have a? I guess you, we don't need them because we're not famous. No. But I mean, yeah, I don't know what mine would be. And it's like good luck finding what days in I'm at. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I think right? for this that that plot to work, you have to expect that the person you're looking for is at one of the two or three really expensive hotels. hotels. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's like good luck. Yeah. What I, Airbnb did I check into under the name Sid Vicious? I. <laughs> so. There's also, yeah, that allegedly this ticket was purchased in the name John Burroughs. And the, the flight, I guess, has been documented, and there was a one-hour layover. But then there's also no record of John Burroughs landing anywhere. Mm-hmm. But the flight was delayed for one hour. Was Elvis a paratrooper? Because it's just got more interesting. I hope so, <laughs> He's yeah. He's in Atlantis. <laughs> Yeah, I hope he just jumped out of a fucking plane. Yeah, yeah. Probably not even a parachute, just and, those and fucking had, wings. His yeah, those suit human squirrel like jumpsuit wings. I was just thinking that. Yeah, and he just All like fucking glided bedazzled. Down. And yeah, shit. yeah. Dude, I, I, oh, that's great. I want that to be it. Yeah, I did a gig at a country music museum in Oklahoma like a month ago because that's my fucking life. And uh, it was just like all these homophobic singers and the gayest possible outfits. It's just all glitter and sequins <laughs> and fringe and big bright colors. And it's just like, nice. oh, yeah, you guys, marriage is between a man and a woman. And it's like, oh, check out the sparkling on the arm, you know? <laughs> so... Yeah, there's another in this documentary. There's this other story about it looks like the guy telling the story is a cop. Yeah. Like he he looks 
like an Argentinian cop from a movie where Argentinian cops would be in it. Also, just sidebar, I feel like if you if you got a go-to fake name and you're making the big big heist, switch it up. Yeah. You know? Don't just go with the old standby. Like, someone could find that out. Whenever I need to give a fake name, I just use one of my high school friends because they have these kind of, like, real people, like, you can't just be like, uh, Jason, uh, Beauregard. Like, it's, it's tough to come up with a fake name. Just use a high school friend because they always have, like, oh, yeah. a, just weird enough but, like, believable name, you know? Like, yeah, uh, Vincent Ladaga. That's me, you know? And yeah. It's just like, yeah, who would make up that name? Whenever I've had to write under a pseudonym, I always use Max Power. Oh, of course. Because that's maximum power. Yeah, yeah. Short. Short for maximum. That was a good riff. We can do Max Roach. I really landed <laughs> I really landed that riff. Yeah. That's great. So uh landed that riff in Argentina. <laughs> Never to be seen again. <laughs> they... The Riffness Protection Program. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not a real thing. So there's there's this other interview in this documentary with this guy who says he has a cousin who moved to the United States as a, a young boy and ended up working as a cop in Tupelo, Mississippi, which is where Elvis was born and raised. And he says that he was working with Elvis's only living cousin, a mm-hmm. man named Harold Ray Presley, and that Harold Ray Presley was killed in the line of duty. I looked that up. That's true. He was killed in the line of duty in Tupelo, Mississippi in like the late 90s. Mm-hmm. And this guy claims that his cousin, shortly after Harold Ray Presley died, he says the police department received a condolence letter from a person claiming to be Harold Ray Presley's cousin, addressed from Argentina, and it was signed Aaron Levis. <laughs> Ooh, what the significance of that be? <laughs> Which Aaron was Elvis's middle name. Yeah. And Levis, obviously, that's just An anagram. Elvis turned around a little bit. Tom Riddle sends his regards. <laughs> <you know? laughs> and they hold up a fax copy of this letter really briefly. Yeah. Which does make me skeptical. Yeah. Because if I had the letter... I would the whole time this guy was talking, I would I would be doing close ups, yeah. letting people feel, like be looking at watermarks and all yeah. that shit. Yeah. Have it take it somewhere and have it authenticated. Although I'm sure there's not a plethora of of like notaries and Elvis Argentina. memorabilia authenticators in Argentina. Go to Vegas. That would be that's gonna be like you know when people get rich and they buy an apartment building, I'm gonna start the, the souvenir shops in Argentina. You know, it's like Get, get your yeah. I saw Hitler and he was not that bad of a guy t shirt at Connor's Souvenirs in scenic Buenos Aires. I would wear the shit out of that shirt. Oh, yeah, dude, for sure. <laughs> yeah, so they apparently received this letter from Aaron Levis. And then the documentary cuts to them interviewing these two girls working at a bookstore mm-hmm. about a customer they say was named Aaron Levis. And they say he hasn't been in recently but that he lived in the Parquet Le Lore neighborhood. So this documentary crew goes to this neighborhood, mm. and this is this documentary the whole way through feels like a hoax. Yeah. Like nothing about the production is just so shitty. Yeah. It's accompanied by a blogspot website <laughs> called Elvis Lives in Argentina or something like that. Dude, I saw a guy selling T-shirts at a comedy show with his blogspot domain 
printed on the t-shirt that's fantastic i so i was i i was just like that's the fucking i wanted to buy one just to have it it was just like that is the b- best fucking thing i've ever seen in my life you should not have t-shirts if you still have a blog spot <laughs> absolutely not absolutely not put that t-shirt money into a website yeah a man. free website that just doesn't have blog spot oh, in it's it. not hard just to, no it's <laughs> typing in the website just say you got the your name.com you know yeah <laughs> so they this documentary ends with them going out to this parquet Lelore neighborhood, and there's a scene. No, no, they poke it in. Our reporters cannot oh, no. believe what they see. They this is what the voice excited. sounds like the whole way through. It's maddening. It is Elvis. But they're basically from, what is it, 50, 100 yards away. There's a guy being taken into a van. He's in a wheelchair. And they just start chasing after him like they just spotted Sasquatch. Yeah, yeah. And it ba- it turns into a found footage movie at this point. They left something behind. It's a teddy bear. And the person just happens to drop a teddy bear. Yeah. What? It was sent to Argentina. We believe that Elvis wanted to have his favorite bear with him. A nice little slideshow of him and the teddy bear. We tried. So they're, what they're arguing there is that that teddy bear once belonged to Elvis. Yeah. And that they saw him, uh, they spotted him in this neighborhood, and he dropped the teddy bear, and they tried to chase after him and get close enough to get a picture. Mm-hmm. But they didn't get close enough, and they've never seen him again. And yeah. it all looks really, really fake. I had a similar kind of thing happen, which is like, even if this isn't stage, and they do think they saw Elvis, Elvis, <laughs> Elvis Presley, the number one. Uh, musician in Middle Earth in the fifties. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I, like this Hispanic woman who didn't speak English, uh, and her daughter were walking in a park and they dropped their scarf and they, they, they walked for like a few minutes afterwards and I looked up and I saw the scarf and I saw she was wearing some other scarf. So I went and picked up the scarf and I started like jogging over like, Hey, uh, you forgot your, you forgot your scarf, you know, to go give it back to him. And then they started running away cause they thought I was chasing them. And I was like, Hey, you, you know, I'm just trying to give you your scarf and they're like no 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 and I just like at the end of it, I just dropped it I just went away because I didn't want to scare them hey this is Adam Todd Brown do you like podcasts sure you do that's why you're listening to one right now well just a heads up you can get two bonus episodes of this podcast every month along with bonus episodes of all the other podcasts I co-host for just five dollars when you subscribe on Patreon Even better, you get every Unpops Network show in one convenient RSS feed, and all the episodes are completely devoid of obnoxious ads like this one. You'll never have to leave the house for podcasts again. Patreon.com slash Unpops. Go subscribe today. Thanks. We love you. So let's talk about the pool house door photo. Yes, the infamous pool house door photo. This is, there's a video, this is a Larry King segment that is all about the pool house door photo. Priscilla's also angry, she said that Okay, let me ask a couple of questions here. First of all, the picture of the person sitting behind the screen door is Al Strada. Okay, Al Strada was a gentleman that worked for us. After Elvis' death, he worked security for the estate. He was That's a security guard. That comes with the hot that, cover. It's supposedly that is a picture of so, him sitting behind in a chair sitting behind the screen door. Okay. That's the first, uh, that's the- 
let's let's talk about that for a second. Have you seen this photo yet? Yeah, yeah. They the claim what it is, it's basically what this guy just described. It's a photo taken through a screen door and it looks like Elvis is lounging in his pool house. Yeah, at Graceland. Basically, yeah. And what this guy is saying is no, that's not Elvis. It's Al Strada, who is someone who worked security for Elvis for years. I feel like if you are hiring at Graceland, you want to pick people that look like the opposite of Elvis just to not, you know, <laughs> yeah. blow up your spot. And that's the thing. If this is Al Strada, he sure looked a lot like Elvis. Yeah. Because I ex- I would expect if they're shooting down a video like this for them to just say, no, it's fake. But what they were saying is, no, that's a different person who just looks exactly like Elvis sitting in the pool house at Graceland Yeah. shortly after his death. This gives me hope for, like, Rick Rubin, like, doing an American recordings with Elvis in Argentina secretly. <laughs> How great would that be if you just That would be out, amazing. Like, okay, this is, well, he's got Tupac on a track, you know? <laughs> Tupac, sorry. Tupac. Tupac. So, First let's... I've heard that. Well, that's um, right, because nobody's um, harassed me. Yeah, well, anyway, I've been asking well, people. Now that he's told you. Well, I mean, I, I certainly would love to see what else. Somehow this like, segment is six minutes know. long. I don't I think we need to watch I wish I would. all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Where is Al I don't know where he was working for. Uh, but that's the there's the picture. If you go out on YouTube, you can find but also, this video. is called Elvis is Alive. 1978 pool house door photo. Yeah. Well, and that does look a shit ton like, like Elvis question. in that picture. It does. It's grainy, but it's there. The well, hold on. Let's that. Hold on a second, Joe. Okay. Mike Joseph is on the phone from Chicago. Hi, Larry. Hi, Joe. Now, you took what picture, Mike? Yeah, I took the picture that uh, Gail is talking about. Now, let's throw that picture back up on screen. Okay. This picture uh, oh, Gail. was taken after his death because... How do we know this guy calling is telling the truth? Yeah. ...on that particular role, there was a picture of the gravesite before it. Right. There okay. were two graves there. It was Elvis's and his mother's. And okay, no. uh, it was the only the the, uh, the the grave area was open to the public. It was New Year's Day, 1978, when I shot that picture. Now, who is that in that picture? Uh, as Gail very well knows, when I had met Gail for the first time in February, it is not Elvis Presley. This was explained to Gail and her associates. Uh-oh. Oh, this crazy Elvis lady. <laughs> is Mike Joseph? It sure is. Well, well, we have you on tape saying that when you took the magnifying and pulled the magnifying glass and pulled it back he said my god it's elvis presley yeah right when i had first discovered somebody sitting in the picture after i took it four years later i was curious i saw a shadow there i took my son's magnifying glass looked at it and i said oh my god it looks like elvis presley and i swore it was elvis presley up until last year okay dude until the fbi got to you yeah well, it changed my mind. A horse head with my pillow. With a couple of uh, Elvis's friends, which uh, one of them was George Klein, who was also a friend along with Joe Esposito. And probably an and FBI informant. I've heard enough. Uh, this woman definitely does look like an Elvis truther. Oh, yeah, for sure. She's got, like, the big poofy hair. So that you can go out and look at that, the pool house door photo. That's one of the... Th- pieces of evidence people use to support the idea that Elvis faked his death. And again, if you're faking your death, you don't go back to like right. your, your spot. You know, that's like Connor McSpadden faked his death and was seen at Leo's taco truck. On gla- <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no, that's exactly where you'd fucking look for me. And it's not the most compelling evidence. No, that's for sure. And I'm going to be honest with you. This next thing, pretty fucking compelling. I yeah. think we can both agree 
that no matter when he died, Elvis was definitely an extra in Home Alone. Sometimes it seems like this is there's a this is an actual conspiracy theory that yep. Elvis is in Home Alone. And there's a guy in the background of a scene in Home Alone that looks exactly like Elvis. He looks shockingly like Elvis. He's doing Elvis head moves. Yeah, it looks like he, <laughs> like like if Elvis became like a poetry teacher. <laughs> yeah. And they show some side-by-sides because the guy's got a beard. They show Elvis with a beard. And then it says, you decide. Elvis, Elvis or, or just, just a, a coincidence. capitalized coincidence. It's not, it's, will the actor step forward and prove that he was the extra in the airport scene, please? Long live the king, Elvis Aaron Presley. I yeah, the Windows Movie Maker credits are pretty <laughs> tough. I feel like if we look into this enough, we probably will find that that actor has stepped forward. I do appreciate at that, some point. that when they did the, the Windows Movie Maker edit, they changed it from the default blue background to black and added an effect, even though the uh, the punctuation and spelling was pretty atrocious. Yeah. But I hate when I, I'm trying to watch a video of kids like lighting stuff on fire, and then they have like a Windows Movie Maker intro, like song yeah. is like Twisted Metal by <laughs> System of a Down uh, featuring... Uh, J Dog, uh, fucking Eric, and my boy, uh, my boy Jack, and yeah, and it's just like, just get to the fucking, get to where you guys hurt yourself. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? So everything up to this point hasn't been all that convincing, I would argue. Yeah, I mean the Argentina thing, they have video evidence, but it looks like it looks like someone faking a documentary about Elvis being alive. Yeah, it's not the most convincing evidence. But then there's the mafia theory. Then there's the mafia. (laughs) I had never heard this before. Uh, This is a quote. Do I know if Elvis is alive today? No, I don't. But I know he didn't die on August 16th. And that's a quote from Gail Brewer Giorgio, who wrote a book in 1988 called Is Elvis Alive? Which was apparently a bestseller and... It's not surprising that I haven't heard it. That seems to be the thing with when someone writes a book about a conspiracy theory and it seems believable, you still never hear about it. Yeah. Like the JFK theory about the Secret Service maybe shooting him. That that was a book that nobody fucking read. Yeah, that's that's not one of the popular ones. The fact that it didn't get popular kind of makes me feel like it's true. Right. Because it's like if, they, if someone was really on to something, they'd squash the sales, you know? Right. And... So this book came out in 1988, and I really want to read it now, but there's a Time Magazine article that covers a lot of this, and there's also, on my favorite website of all time, fbivault.gov. Use promo code CONSPIRACY (laughs) uh, for extra truth. (laughs) On fbivault.gov, there's about 680 pages of documents that the FBI compiled relating to Elvis Presley. Shit, goddamn. And there's this Time Magazine article that uh, kind of ties the two together in a way that I don't like, but we'll we'll talk about it. So, like I said, that that is a quote from the book Elvis is Alive. She claims that the FBI enlisted Elvis as an undercover agent in 1976 to help them infiltrate a criminal organization called the, the Fraternity. Mm-hmm. which I love this already. Yeah. But just that alone, you hear that sentence, and it still sounds like some really crazy movie nonsense Yeah, that could not 
possibly be true? What could this woman possibly be basing this on? Turns out she's basing it on FBI documents <laughs> that were released to the public through a Freedom of Information Act request. Oh, man. And what bothers me about this Time Magazine article is they really, really undersell a lot of the details of Elvis's interaction with the FBI, mm-hmm. and they kind of contradict what's in the FBI files, yeah. which makes me suspect Time Magazine. What are you trying to hide? I know. I mean, you guys, you think you got a big juicy scoop here. Right. And they, the Time article, one of the first things they point out is that in these FBI documents, it says Elvis, quote, had apparent dealings with Presley over the sale of a plane the singer had. What they're leaving out and what's in the fucking FBI documents, they didn't have dealings over a plane. They stole a plane from Elvis. Yeah. They stole a fucking plane. That's some Colton Harris Moore shit. That's crazy. And $400,000. They basically uh, swindled Elvis and his dad by way of, it was like a maintenance contract on Mm -hmm. his fleet of planes. Uh And they had agreed to, for $400,000, they were going to take his planes and- Refurbish them. Refurbish them and, and do all the stuff. And what happens is he gives them four hundred thousand dollars, and they say, "Well, here's the first plane we're gonna we're gonna work on," and they fly away with the plane and just <laughs> fucking take it. Yeah. And Elvis is bothered by that. He's a little perturbed. Yeah. And he goes to the FBI in the 1970s, and according to the FBI files, quote, offers his services. Ooh, hell yeah. And. Again, the Time Magazine article really undersells what's in these FBI files Mm -hmm. because they point out that these files contain no mention of him cooperating with the FBI. And what they're leaving out is that there are still hundreds of pages of these files that are still classified. And the reason they give for them being classified is national security and foreign policy grounds. What? What? Would foreign policy have to do with Elvis and a domestic crime organization? And you know, and the mafia in the United States. I mean, that could more so be something like, "Oh, uh, the Argentine government might be mad that we're sending wanted fugitives over, right? Fugitives from not wanted, you know, fugitives from uh, 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 mob justice, but still people that have a target on their backs." And it could just be that they know that, and Mm -hmm. that we have an agreement that we won't tell the world that we send all of our witness protection criminals that to were, fucking Argentina. That we're using them as a stash spot. Like, yeah. That's where we keep our weed under our bed. <laughs> so that's weird. Like, yeah. that's really weird that all of those documents are still classified and that this investigation did happen. And Elvis's dad testified in this trial. And the day before... Five indictments were handed down in this case. Elvis died. Oh. The day before. And then, like, weeks later, all five of these dudes, sure enough, are convicted and sent to prison. Mm -hmm. So the theory that Elvis maybe helped the FBI bring down a criminal organization and, as a result, had to flee the country, isn't that crazy? No. It's, I mean, it's like it, you're in a situation where he's probably tired of all this shit anyway, to a degree. 
Yeah. And uh, it's like, you know, life or death, you pick life. Exactly. I mean, he he lived a pretty full life by then. Yeah. Like, at that point, he was fucking... You want to walk around your state paranoid or have a fucking beach house in Argentina and just drink margaritas for the rest of your yeah. life? Yeah. I would for sure... I'd, sh- I'd choose Argentina right now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. If someone was like, Adam, the IRS is coming. <laughs> you owe $4,000. I'd be like, fuck that. I'm moving to Argentina. I'm just chilling with, like, Goebbels and fucking... <laughs> Mangles Jr. Everybody, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All the little baby Nazis. We'll play squash with Biggie. <laughs> so, yeah, that that part of the Elvis conspiracy almost makes me believe the Argentina stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Like it lends an air of credibility to that. Because I mean, that's kind of how you do it. Is just like put Pan Am flight, fucking dark sunglasses like nondescript coat you know and yeah you just shuffle them away as quick as possible who the fuck is going to ever talk you know what argentinian fucking airline worker is going to be like oh i thought i saw the king of rock and roll like no you just fucking yeah that was weird you know and yeah then, you know 20 years later you're like wait a minute and it's like this is one of those conspiracies where like there's a guy who has written a book called elvis decoded where he debunks all of these and he just bases it on well well the medical report says and it's like dude they would file a fake medical report what the yeah. fuck are you talking you know, about you know we've done do you know what's on the resume for, for these people like well the official publicly available documentation yeah, does yeah. not point to elvis informing on the mob well of course it doesn't yeah that's not a big ask to bribe a mortician you know yeah what does a mortician make nothing you know <laughs> exactly if you got if you got uh second life money you got thirty thousand bucks in hush money and a new boat money you know and we're talking about, like, this is one of those conspiracies also where people are like, oh, it would have taken hundreds, maybe thousands of people to be paid off and maintain their silence for all these years. Do you know how much money Elvis made after he died? Like, he was the most profitable musician. Pro- he might still be, but oh, was yeah. for decades and decades and decades after he You got he a war died. chest, man. I mean... Yeah, he could have. He Those could afford. Those jumpsuits only cost so much. He could afford to pay some people, and especially if he had the FBI's support in making sure. Oh yeah, everyone stayed in line. Like, it's not that fucking crazy. I mean, honestly, like helping the FBI catch like a criminal organization seems like one of the better pension plans, you know, where it's just like. Hey, if you want, I I can just go escape and start talking. Or, you know, you guys can make sure that it, everything at the beach house stays stocked up. And, you know, my kids yeah. have a nice, uh, nice, pl- nice, uh, you know, bank account to retire on. Yeah. It, and I mean, Elvis, he did show up at the White House that like there's the like this seems like a thing Elvis would be into. He oh, was very sure. much a law and order kind of fat guy. karate guy shook hands with Nixon. Of course. And. At that point in his life, I can see him being like, those motherfuckers stole from me. Fuck yeah, I'll go live in Argentina if it means bringing them down. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, I'm undercover. You know, like, <laughs> that would probably be that. This, to me, seems like the ideal ending to Elvis's career. Oh, yeah. Everything else is just like, what? Do you, it, I mean, it was it was over. I mean, it was not yeah. it was not going to it was not going to pop back up again the way it had. He had done everything except live out his fucking law enforcement and justice fantasies. <laughs> yeah. And it's He'd really done everything but do like the, the Steve Seagal shit, you know? Yeah. And it's really satisfying me to satisfying to me to think that that's how his career It makes me ended. happy for him, man. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's earned fuck it. Fuck yeah. 
And I, I don't know. I'm kind of inclined to believe it. Like, it's not an unbelievable story. No. And I mean, it's like we never saw pictures of the body. I mean, I don't know. There's there's not, not a ton about like the death reporter or whatever in here. But it's like, I don't know. Yeah, sure. He lived. I mean, yeah, that's, and that, there's, that's just not hard to do. Yeah. There's there's things we left out like the funeral. There were reports of his body sweating mm-hmm. at the funeral. <laughs> and that doesn't happen when you die. Yeah. And the speculation there is that it was wax running down because it was a wax dummy or maybe a body double yeah 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 one of the two and it's i mean it it strikes me as a believable theory and i want it to be how elvis's career ended yeah like even the part where he's like yeah man say i died on the toilet like (laughs) that's cool if (laughs) if that's what it takes to bring these these crooks down I'm, i'm in you know like that's fun and there's all there have also we've left there's a sighting from, I think it's from Graceland. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where like it's, the, uh, the security guy. Yeah, it's just a dude with a big beard who does kind of look like Elvis, <laughs> and there's all these security people around him, and they're like, that's Elvis at Graceland yeah. in his 80s, and I don't know, maybe. I mean, at that point, I mean, fuck it. I mean, why not just go back and just, you know, take a lap around the old stomping grounds? Yeah, it, it seems That's going to be like, fun, turning all your old shit into a museum, you know? Yeah. Like you're yeah. walking, you're like, wow, that's Winter Soldier's dog bed? No way. <laughs> you know? And then they're just like, oh, a guy that looks exactly like you wearing an ironic T-shirt being, you know, held around by armed security. And then think about, like, what if, like, Elvis impersonators are just part of this? Yeah, I mean, what if the CIA started, like, that little kitsch business <laughs> and operated at a loss for decades until it caught on just so people would be like, oh, yeah, Elvis is still alive, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because like one thing we all know about Elvis is there's hundreds, thousands of people who make a living looking and acting and talking like Elvis. I would have gone and married a few people if I was Elvis just for fun. <laughs> oh yeah, you for know, sure. I would. I would like, oh, okay, I'll do, I'll do the little course online and I'll go out to go out to Vegas for a weekend. <laughs> you know, hang out with whatever you know, hang out with George Wallace or whoever the fuck <laughs> like knows that this is up, and then just do that. Yeah, that would be great. George Wallace, the comic, or the I was just trying to think of like a segregationist governor of Alabama. <laughs> uh, either or, he'd probably be into it. Yeah, they'd probably both be <laughs> yeah. be down. Uh, so yeah, that's the Elvis faked his death conspiracy, and God damn it, I kind of believe it. He's out there, man. I, it's I been think, a while since there's been a one that's not scary that I believe that was fun. So yeah, this is uh yeah, this one is just fucking heartwarming. Yeah. Like I I like this end to the Elvis story. Yeah, it makes me happy for him. So everything he went through, it's like yeah, yeah, he fucking went out doing what he loved best, being handing out justice. Person. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, being a maniac. So. That's the episode. That's right. They probably gave him like a badge, you know, for any. Well, he got a badge. He got on his swim trunks, you know. Didn't they give him a badge when he just showed up to the White House? Oh, probably. I think so. Because he did. I've all I've heard that rumor for a long time that he they said. Now, this is interesting. I've always heard that he was given like a ceremonial badge when he showed up at the FBI or the White House and that he just wanted it so he could get drugs through the airport oh interesting but what would an intelligence agency do that just give you would a, they just give you a badge like when you're a kid that goes to the fire department and you get a sticker <laughs> or yeah when know? you fly and the pilot gives you those bullshit plastic wings yeah yeah like does the fbi really have 
promo badges that they have now when you go yeah, visit just to advertise their services that uh, you know that you, you are mandated to pay for and experience <laughs> i feel like they gave him a badge and he just used it recklessly oh probably yeah and they were like now don't flash this to get through airport security and he's like you got it man i, I did it to get a table <laughs> at applebee's like oh what a great fucking conspiracy this oh, it's, is. Just, it's a fun one i love it so much all right, we should get the fuck out of here. I have to record with Chet Wild in a few minutes. He's probably still high from the live <laughs> podcast. Yeah. This is a free episode, so just a reminder, you can get two bonus episodes of Conspiracy the Show <laughs> every month if you subscribe on Patreon, patreon.com slash unpops. And we uh, we save all the good ones for Patreon. These these ones, ooh, by comparison, yeah. you should see. Yeah, you should you should hear our Buddy Holly conspiracy over on Patreon. <laughs> it will blow your socks yeah, off. We do, our whole, we do musical numbers. It's all very well produced. I mean, this, yeah. we're really slumming it out here. Even more end. work than what goes into this, which we've always already said just hours and hours oh it's yeah it's, it's, it's painstaking mind numbing uh call our voicemail line 505-386-7677 and tell us what show you're calling about and ask us your questions you batches what do you got to plug oh you sons of bitches i'm out on tour with the mean boys all over the place uh chicago fort wayne milwaukee pittsburgh cleveland philly uh dc new york city tickets are up on meanboyspodcast.com by the time this drops those will uh, probably be Coming up pretty soon. So yeah, you'll probably be out. I'll probably be out. So yeah, go if you uh, if you're uh, if you're lucky enough to have not already seen me. Go snap those right? boys up. Or even if you've seen them before, go again. Yeah, Connor writes new jokes all the time. No, but what I do mostly is just yell at people, and uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a fresh experience. <laughs> it's always new. All right, let's get the fuck out of here, Connor. Say goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. People of Earth, your planet is about to be destroyed.